my father keeps a watchful eye over every inch of his empire. I have with me today copies of records that show his personal sign-off. This is the day his reign ends. This is like O.J., except if O.J. never killed anyone. Who said I never killed anyone? Ken, you fucked the family. Or I saved the family. Or do you not actually give a fuck? And it's all just ego. Fuck the patriarchy! You know how it is. Families. Well, you work for the shareholders. I don't like betting on blood feuds. Fine. I'll step back. The CEO. I'll be pulling the strings, right? Stick with me, Roman. I'm an incredibly dangerous enemy. Well, don't threaten me, Jerry. I don't have time to jerk off. I put Jerry in, but I can't trust it. I need you. I'm Siobhan Roy, Waystar's new president of domestic operations. My sister's making moves. I can't just watch it happen. Waystar Royka, nothing can be as brutal as the open letter his own sister released. The FBI is downstairs. This is a search warrant. There will probably need to be a face behind bars. I'll step up and go down. My case is fine. This isn't a slam dunk here. So you're saying the papers are bullshit? They lack some of the explosiveness it was suggested they might have. The word is, Kendall, overpromised. Uh, no prison. Nope, we don't think so. To justice. To justice. justice. The next president of the United States is in this very room. He is, and he's hard as a rock. Will you? The most bulletproof candidate in the world. Fuck it. You're not good enough for me. But you want me anyway, even though I don't love you. Fuck you. I'm not a good person. I killed a kid. Uh, is this real? At your wedding. What? One waiter down, that makes sense. I mean, who's the real victim here? I waited three quarters of an hour for a gin and tonic. <laughs> we are in discussions to acquire Gojo. Welcome. Gojo's market cap has overtaken ours. So I make sense as the person to take over. So we go see him and we tell him we just won't have it, right? Things may be in motion. Do you want a deal with the devil? What am I going to do with a soul anyways? Stop him. We push him out. Full coup. Deep handles. They're basically playing it since we were four. What's all this then? You need a super majority, and we can kill it. I have you beat. Do not do this, please. You can trust me. You can't trust him. Oh fuck off, you nosy fucking pedestrians. Who told him the crew coming? It's happening. It's going down. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, Shakespearean drama meets the Inferno, the divine comedy. All these different allegories. Succession. It's coming to an end. And like the nine realms of hell, there are nine episodes left. And tonight, well, earlier tonight, the... First episode of the fourth and final season premiered on HBO. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And I always go where the action is, and the action is on succession. 
and um, I was talking to a friend, and we were both watching it. And um, Candace, I want to give you a shout out. Candace is the one who told me to stick with the series, even though when I first watched it, I thought these people are miserable. But then I'm reading, I'm like, oh my god, the al- I'm watching it. The allegories, the uh, it's parody. Mm. Oh, here we go. As in the Venetian arsenal, the winter threw their boils, the sticky pitch to caulk the seams of the sea-battered bottoms when no crew can put to sea instead of which one starts to build its ship anew. One plugs the planks, which has been sprung in many foreign parts. Some hammer at a mast, some at a rib. Some make new oars, some braid and coil new lines. One patches up the mainsail, one the jib. Ha! Huh, that is a line from The Divine Comedy, The Inferno, The Purgatorio, and Paradiso by Dante. Yes. And at succession, it is basically like the Divine Comedy, and like I said, there are nine realms of hell to continue. Oh my goodness. What more can I say about this series? First of all, we need to go to social media. I know, I know, but hear me out. When it comes to, <laughs> oh my God, when it comes to what's going down, and what's going down in succession, you need to look at the one-liners. And tonight, they were dished. All the way from, uh, what is it, uh, uh, omelet nipples to, okay, let's see, let's go to the latest, (laughs) I love this, tell her you'd be able to hear her better if she took dad's cock out of her mouth indistinct chatter so my question was and they're saying this to uh, um, their father's friend and assistant oh I love this Nan Pierce played them like a fiddle I don't want to talk numbers somebody who is about to fuck you on the numbers (laughs) oh my god Um, Roman is being the sensible one Uh, Shiv and uh, Tom oh what can we say yeah will will Tom get what he wants I don't think so at this point um oh this is funny someone posted um <laughs> Greg and um uh Tanya from uh, from uh White Lotus 2 if Shiv and Tom had met 30 years <laughs> later <laughs> oh my god uh Oh my goodness. The oh Jerry, poor Jerry, you gotta feel for her. <laughs> She's in the lion's den. Oh, and then Logan is missing his kids. You know, there's a moment where he says to his assistant, You're my friend. I like you, and I'm thinking this is like out of driving Miss Daisy, where she starts to lose it. Um uh, yeah, it's it's getting it's getting dicey. This is the first episode. <laughs> there's there's a lot going on and will it all go up in flames? I don't know. I don't know. And uh 
but yeah a lot's going down i mean you know i'll play i'll play a little bit of uh a little bit of it for you i don't want to give away the whole bank and um if we can maybe get a clip in from season four of succession i mean it's getting you know some some of the shit that they say say to each other is uh I want to go to the meat and potatoes of the writing. First of all, Jesse Armstrong, the writer and creator of Succession. And this episode is called The Munsters. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. As I was saying to my friend, this is like the divine comedy. And it, and it really is. And we're waiting for it all to go up in flames. Oh, here we go. election we all as a country could be in a very bad place and I could we would maintain your values that's all good and well but obviously with one thing and another we have a responsibility to get the best possible deal for my family and the other shareholders I'm confident that we can be competitive on price what with Jamie's divorce and Anne's disaster in Maine this place how's your financing not that I understand at all. It's robust. Talis and our team can talk to your people. And in terms of your futures? Well, we've written our resignation letters and the Gojo deal signs in 48 hours. Nevertheless, you'd still be married to the head of ATN. That's a bit messy. I'm getting a divorce, so. Oh, okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, it's a sad, sad day when love dies. Listen, this is, um... It's a sad, sad day when love dies. And you just gotta leave it to Roman to just inject that into the conversation. <laughs> this is... And, and first of all, their group is called the 100 Club. Okay, the... the Is it the 100? Yeah, the 100. Now, you gotta leave it to Cherry Jones because as a guest star... And that's the thing about Succession. They've got some great guest stars. Alexander Skarsgård is one of them. Um, here's a little more of Succession. I don't want to talk numbers. It's not about the numbers. Totally. Totally. Should we just say our number, though? Just see if that makes any sense. Oh, I don't like this. Makes me feel like I'm in the middle of a bidding war. Horrible. But you are in a bidding war. <laughs> Nine. What's next? You know, it's so confusing. What comes after nine? Nine B? Listen, would you mind if uh, if we all had a brief chat? Have you seen the view from the terrace? It's incredible. Oh, it's okay. oh. All right. 
We'll try. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. <laughs> it's getting dicey. It's getting dicey. And what happens next? I don't know. I think I think some of us have an idea. And I will say that. Think about this. Five years ago, Succession started with a birthday. Logan Roy's 80th birthday. All right. Now, Brian Cox is a little younger and he's playing 80. 80 something. And what happens? Logan has a medical emergency. So the the power structure changes. And so what happens? Kendall takes control. All right? For because the shareholders have to have someone in control. All right, just in case. So here we are 5 years later. It's Logan's birthday. Who's in control? There, there are moments where it's like, okay, he's losing it. He's, gra he's grasping for straws. And, I mean, there's just so much, so much at stake. So much at stake. And um, rather than play the rest of the episode for you and spoil it for you, let's go to a wonderful thing called the preview in the weeks ahead of succession. You want to be my dad's little bitch boy? Tell him to fuck off and stay out of my life. The fuck is dad messaging you for? Roman. I sent him a text on his birthday. We have to trust each other here. Stop ganging up on me like you're Lennon and McCartney and I'm fucking George. I'm John, motherfuckers. We are days out from a very thistle, very historic election. Matson is watching. I have plans with the Sibs. Can you swing in for me? And what's in it for me? They have some fucking juice. ATN has an open line to Jared Menken's campaign. I want to be the president, and if I lose, I want it correctly characterized as a huge victory. All right. You can do with some help. I have skin in the game, and I have some debts that I intend to repay. It's a very nice place you got here. Uh, who gets to keep it in the divorce? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this is total lockdown, like the threat of nuclear war. You should be careful, Tom. You just fucked yourself. Did I? You fuck up his deal, he'd be fucking toast. We're doing what we do together. They have no idea what's coming. Happy Christmas, you clock-watching fucks. Damn! Happy Christmas, you clock-watching fucks. All right. Now, we're going to take a wonderful... I love time travel. Um, we're going to take a trip to... Well, not to hell yet, because <laughs> it's not the season finale or series finale yet. But um, what happened in that pilot? I think it's going to mirror what's it's going to happen toward the end. Fuck me. I changed my mind, Kendall. When? When exactly? Because it, it feels like you fucked me. It's me. It's mainly me. But you, three years ago, you were still in the nut house. Rehab. Dad, it's called rehab. 
and I'm in recovery. It's all good. I'm just concerned you might be soft as yet. Soft? Are you kidding? I, I, I did a fucking year in Shanghai. I hear you let the guy from the website trash talk you and you just let him come. It's not a website. And I was, I was being professional. I hear it played weak, conflict-averse. I wasn't about to get into a fucking big dick competition, okay? I hear you bent for him. What? I what? I hear you bent for him, and he fucked you. Well, no, actually. You know, I know that you've read a lot of books about business management and this and that, but you know what? What? Sometimes it is a big dick competition. Okay. Okay, so that's it. So I, I, I should have shouted at some guy, but I didn't. So you've just ripped up 18 months of corporate strategy? And you never lawyered the trust change. I, I trusted my father. That's a black mark? It's an accumulation. You left the room. The deal. To come to my dad's fucking birthday party, because we don't know how many more there'll be. Sorry. So come on. When will you be ready? To give him the company. Step down. I don't know. Five? Five years? Ten. Ten? Dad, seriously. It's my fucking company. Yeah, it is your fucking company. And you know what? You're, you're running it into the fucking ground. You spend all your time on cost. Where's the vision? You're, you're, you're off the beat. Where's the growth? All our graphs go down. All of them. Is that why you're paying a billion dollars for a gay little website? It's not a fucking website. It's a portfolio of online brands and digital video content, and it's part of an upstream investment strategy to save us, if you'll just let me. Do you want to hit me? Is that it? This is the first episode of the first season five years ago. And it is Shakespearean, it is Macbeth, it is King Lear, it's war. Now, next weekend, let's get ready. Wait, explain me exactly what he's doing with his body and his face. He's just walking around, but with this light sense that he might kill someone. It's like Jaws, if everyone in Jaws worked for Jaws. Oh yeah, we already we already watched that. <laughs> they tricked me. Oh my goodness. The show, the show is I mean, these are some hot takes on this show in terms of people fucking each other over because of succession. I think Nan Nan Pierce's character said it best. So who's going to get the keys to the company? Because that first she wants it to be Shiv. But think about it, you've got Shiv, Roman, and Kendall have all broken away. They've left Roystor, Raystar, uh, Royco, whatever. <laughs> They've left it. It's done. It's in the bag. What's going to happen next? Okay. What's going to happen? I mean, you know, the medical emergency... Um, I, I think, you know, we're 
Someone's dying in this season. Someone is dying. Okay. Uh, and it could be Logan. It could be any one of them. And uh, here it goes. This is what happened in the first episode. Our position is this doesn't quite work for us at present. You what? It's not sufficiently attractive as a proposition. Are you fucking joking? We get that. We do. And we would love to help. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I would love to help. And help. But I mean, why, why would I? What? When I'm giving away power, why would I do that? So, so Kelly, uh... Who's Kelly? Kelly wants to have some figures. You should see that, uh... Every Dad? Day. Dad. Yeah, he... Dad, it's just a first uh, position. Dad. A grasp what a... What a... And so Logan has a stroke in the pilot episode of Succession. And so that's where everything changes, okay? And throughout this series, we have a lot of poison in the water. A lot of poison. And what Succession really is about is, I mean, it's, it's the lion in winter. It's Shakespearean. It's all these different things culminating because someone, someone has to take over. And not just anyone. I mean, you know, you have your favorites and you have those who, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, I almost went to something else. But yeah, what what's going to happen on Succession? How much further is it going to go? It's going to get, it's going to get dicey. It's going to get dicey and you better, you better be ready for it. If you're not ready for it, you know, like I said, read Dante, read the Inferno, then you will be absolutely positively ready. Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, ready or not. <laughs> Here he comes and uh Oh my god. Yep. It's it's getting dicey. Um God season four. What's gonna happen? I think we all think we have an idea. But the one person that we're going to turn to <clears throat> for the future of Roy Star Roy Ray Company <laughs> is of course the method actor himself, which has stirred up so much shit between him and his TV father, and that's Mr. Jeremy Strong. 
on the periphery that this is it. But in a way, there's no room for that. You can't both be saying goodbye to a television show and be doing what you need to do at the same time, or I can't. At the end of season three, we left Kendall basically on the ground in this dirt parking lot in Italy in a moment of sort of terrible personal reckoning and devastation. He said to his siblings, I'm blown into a million pieces. We come back to the story not long after, uh, but there's been time for him, I think, to kind of resuscitate, put himself together again, reassemble himself, and we find him in L.A. popping sunflower seeds in his mouth and, you know, driving like a, you know, Porsche Taycan and I think feeling pretty good. Kendall has always been on a pretty individualistic path in terms of his pursuit of the crown, per se. I think now he needs his brother and sister. He needs to lean on them. And in a sense, they're doing a kind of fireman's carry of him. And so together, they've kind of joined forces and, and are f finally, for the first time, flying in V formation to, to start this endeavor called The Hundred, which I think I describe as Substack meets the Economist meets The New Yorker meets Masterclass, which is sounds great and I think is very funny, actually. But, you know, it's given him a new purpose and a new sense of mission, and he needs something. He says to them, you know, he refers to his drug use. He needs something to fill that hole in him. And so that's where we find him, I think, in a relatively positive, kind of free-falling state of mind. We were cut out behind our backs. But there's a shape for things for us. We partner up with Sandy and Stewie, with Pierce. Death wrestling ogres. Excited to get into this knife fight? Let's blow it up. Not consciously, but I think with my whole being, I'm rooting for Kendall to get what he wants. Because in a sense, your task as an actor is to figure out what the character wants and needs and then go after that, you know? Fight for that, for them. So, so yes, I want him to get what he wants. I, Jeremy, don't always think that what Kendall wants is good for him or, or is the right thing. You know, it's a bit like, you know, the moth that flies to the flame is not drawn to the flame, it's drawn to the light. That's a little bit, the, I think, the conundrum with, with this character. It's been such a gift. The magnitude of this experience is hard for me to, I may never understand it. Getting to play what I think, in terms of the writing, is one of the great modern anti-heroes. I was also ready for it to be done. I've advocated before now that it should be done for Kendall. I've felt that his arc has been close to, if not at the point of running its course. There's only so much catharsis and so much tragedy uh, that, that a character can undergo before there's nowhere left for them to go. So I do feel a sense of completion in the best possible way. I also feel a concomitant sense of loss. I'll miss the process, I'll miss, well, I won't always miss the process. I'll miss the writing, I'll miss the writing. It's a tight rope walk on a straight razor. 500 foot reputational drop. Why is that making you smile? That shouldn't make you smile. Who likes tightrope walking a straight razor? I'm not really interested in a spin-off or anything or a movie or, you know, this is, this is what this was. At the same time, like I would swim across the channel for Jesse Armstrong. So if he said, hey, I have this idea, I, I certainly would, you know, not turn my nose up at it. Certainly there's an awareness, like 
on the periphery that this is it. But in a way, there's no room for that. You can't both be saying goodbye to a television show and be doing what you need to do at the same time, or I can't. I will say that the final episode, the culmination of everything, where Jesse really brings everything to its crisis was, you know, like a double black diamond to go down, and that's what you want as an actor. And so that, that was incredibly fulfilling. You know, we've made 39 hours of story. It's really, it's staggering to me to think about. I don't remember most of it. You know, one day maybe I'll go back and watch all of this. If I could pinpoint one episode, it would probably be Kendall's 40th birthday party. Just the wingspan of that episode, what he thinks is the, going to be the zenith of his life to the ninth circle of hell in the span of one episode and the, and the kind of somersault of it emotionally and the catastrophe of it. I find it just to be a devastating, uh, powerful piece of writing. I wish I was home. I don't know how much we can talk about this, but there was a scene in one of the episodes that was like a 28-page scene or something that we shot over a few days, and eventually we shot it all in one take across, you know, multiple characters, multiple stories of a building. We shoot on film, so the camera loaders were tag team reloading their cameras. One take, I think it was a 32-minute long take. You don't get to do that in movies or television in 2000 and whatever year it is right now. Like, it was an incredible, profound experience that we could have only earned and attained after these many years of working together as an ensemble. The level of trust and everyone just being on their absolute A-game together, like, in formation. It was very, very exciting. Here they are. The Rebel Alliance. New Jim Royce. We have a song to sing. I'm just gonna be a dad for a while and, you know, putz around. I've got some stuff ahead, but I'm gonna take a break. I, the truth is I feel so wrung out. I have no appetite to be an actor right now. And then something will come along that will just command my attention and then I'll have to do it. That, of course, is Jeremy, Ar Jeremy Strong's uh, interview with Entertainment Weekly about season four and about playing Kendall Roy. And so, yes, he is ready to hang it up. Although, there is the talk of maybe a spinoff of the three Roy children. Well, maybe if we leave Connor out, <laughs> the fourth Roy. I think there's more There's more of, of the Roys out there. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll save it for another episode. Um, yeah, this has been... This is the one series that... You know, you watch it, it's like, oh, God. And I tried to turn it off, and my friend Candace was like, uh-uh, watch it. And I watched it, and she was so right. And then last year I was binging it, and I don't like to binge. But I would binge it at night, and um, I thought it was absolutely fabulous. And uh, that third season, I mean, rightfully so, you know. It won the Emmy for uh, Best Drama. And uh, yes, you know, of course. Some people are Team Kendall. Some people are Team Logan. I mean, some people are Team whatever. <laughs> um, but to hear Jeremy, Jeremy Strong talk so brilliantly about that character that he is, he really is the best actor of our generation. I've, I've said this to people. I'm waiting for him to win an Oscar. He is that 
good in the method. Yes. Oh my God. It pisses Brian Cox off because Brian Cox has worked with method actors before. <laughs> and then he got upset and he believed that fucking Daniel Day Lewis. That's what he said. It's like, uh, the method has been around longer than Daniel Day Lewis. Just saying. Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I mean, there's so many different scenarios to what's going to happen on succession. What is, I mean, it's, it's going to get dicey. All right. And, uh, so, I mean, there is this scenario that Logan dies. I mean, someone is going to die because supposedly there was a funeral scene shot. All right. Um, there is the chance that Tom and Shiv might get a divorce. All right. Then there is, or might, I think it's in the cards. Uh, what happened to Logan's second wife or third wife or whatever she is. Yeah. And then there, you know, there's the question of, uh, Connor Roy. Is he really competent? I mean... You know, he wants to be president. Yeah, okay, Daffy Duck. That's not going to happen. Um, I mean, there's a scenario that Kendall could die, that all three could have died, or it all goes up in flames, you know. And Alexander Skarsgård's character is like, you know, gets his own spinoff series. <laughs> Welcome back to HBO, Alexander. Because remember, he was on True Blood, and then he was on Big Little Lies, and then he's on Succession. So... Alexander Skarsgård knows about HBO all too well, okay? It's been his home for decades when it comes to projects and television. He could do a whole HBO series on The Northman, and I would be satisfied, all right? Um, my voice is starting to go. That means it's time for bed. Um, what can I tell you about Succession? We are all anticipating something. HBO really has their pulse on this on this moment i mean you know some people were dissatisfied with how game of thrones ended um when a series ends not everyone's going to be happy some people are going to be on the fence about it. and people are still pissed about the sopranos finale i know they are because the actors have all talked about it okay and i've talked to people who are like hey what the fuck yeah yeah so i guess uh ending tonight um and tomorrow night is, uh, what is it? Uh, what's that? <laughs> Perry Mason. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's so much TV out there. I'm going to read from the from Dante <laughs> because Succession is, it's an allegory and um, it's Shakespearean. Oh, spirits, that chosen company that feeds on the Lamb of God flesh of which satisfies hunger to all eternity if by god's grace the, this man is given a forced state of what falls from your table before death takes him from time and lays his body waste consider the boundless thirst with which by he burns bedew him from your plenty you your drink forever the waters of that spring for which he yearns that is basically logan roy in a nutshell Huh. And and to apply all of that, you know, read Dante and, and you'll understand. But um, succession is going out on top, on fire, 
in flames. Yes, even cousin, even cousin Greg is not immune. <laughs> he is not immune, and um, I, we're all ready for this. I know some people wanted it to go on forever, but if Jeremy Armstrong is like he's waiting for it to be over, then it's going to be over, and we have to accept it. Whether we don't accept it or not, we, the viewing public, who have taken this Murdochian, Shakespearean, Dante-esque family into into our consciousness and really fed it the juice and the blood and I mean, you know, and to quote, <laughs> to quote Brian Cox's favorite actor, Daniel Day-Lewis. Let's put salt on the wound right there. Just give me the blood, you lie. Just give me the blood. <laughs> now, if this would be funny if Daniel Day-Lewis ended up on Succession just to piss off Brian Cox. <laughs> We're having fun right here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, okay? We are having fun. And I... Like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild couple of months until the series ends, and then what are we all gonna do? What are we all going to do? What what television series are we going to thirst for next? Okay, there's there's shows out there that we could thirst for. Um. But in all actuality, succession is a whole new ball game. And once it ends, I know that people are going to start to rediscover, oh my God, this series was so good. I'm going to be like, oh my God, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you finally understood what I was talking about. But it's not all about me, and it's not about people being right. It's about Succession, season four of this HBO Shakespearean, King Lear, Macbethian, Rupert Murdochian. I mean, and and it's going to end with Logan Roy, and it's going to begin as it did with Kendall Roy. Do you want to call your dad? Do you want to call your dad? 
That's, that's bullshit. So what is this? He clearly has mental health issues and right. crazy guilt coupled with addiction. That's all this is, and it's sad. My number one boy. Ooh, says the killer to him. Well, his father, who's really just killing him slowly. You know, there, the, there is a kind of. Uh, I just thought of this. Um, oh God! It's, it's as he whispers that to Kendall. It's almost like a Stockholm syndrome. He is uh, that. Uh, that is his victim, and he's just feeding him and feeding him and keep and keeping him in a, in kept captivity, and he can't break away. The more he wants to break away, the more he runs to him and cries and has these moments, and yeah. He's got that leash. And so now the leash is off, we hope. And now Kendall can thrive. And Shiv can thrive. And and Roy, or Roman, can thrive. See how tired I am? <laughs> it's been one hell of a couple of days, I gotta tell ya. But leading up to tonight, and bringing succession in, and as I get ready for bed, and I am getting ready for bed... To be able to watch this nighttime drama, and I am—I have said this before, and I'm very proud of it—that I am Generation X. I almost missed it by a couple, well, by a month, because had I been born in 1981, I don't think I'd be a Gen Xer. Although I don't know what the—I know that it's 1965 to 1980 or 81. Who knows? So, and when I was a kid, you know, our parents watched these great nighttime dramas Falcon Crest Dallas Who Shot JR Knots Landing all the, and uh, we could even throw uh, the original Magnum P.I. in there and Columbo and Hunter these shows just rawr, meat and potatoes and, and it was chewy and diet you know and the Colby's and then what happened was all the nighttime dramas kind of just went by the wayside and it became this reality. And, I, and I've talked to friends who work in television. Reality TV is cheap. That's why. It's cheaper to beep. Hello. Meep, meep. Um, and all these great nighttime dramas just kind of went by the wayside. And then what happened in 1999, The Sopranos changed everything, especially for HBO. So then you had all these nighttime dramas that were on premium cable not on fx premium cable <laughs> yeah everyone's everyone's getting excited right now and i remember those times because i am a gen x baby and um it was a very it was a rich time and so the kid inside me is like oh my god we're back we're back we get to have these great nighttime dramas and Succession being one of them. We all have those shows that we we just love and we pick. And, you know, and then the teams, you know, ever, I don't know who's on Team Logan Roy right now. Raise your hand if you are. Tell me. Message me. Um, but uh, many of us are Team Kendall and Team Shiv and Team Roman. And, and although hopefully if Roman keeps it together and doesn't bend over for Madison played by Alexander Skarsgård, although that would be interesting to watch. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's great to have Succession back for this final time. It seems like it was yesterday that the third season just unleashed everything. And it was in 2021. And here we are a year later. And all the reviews are in. Season opener sets the stage for the battles to come. Many happy returns. Who's the hundred in succession? The devils you know in a holding pattern. The monsters. Yes, meet the monsters. So there was this question. There was this talk that season three would be the last. But here we are. And it's season four that we know of. Wouldn't that be funny if they say they just end and say, oh, we'll see you in season five in four years. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But as I record this, I mean, let's go. Let's go. Ten episodes, just like the first season. All right. And we're already into the nine realms of hell. <laughs> we're in it. It's getting good. And uh, it's getting get dirty. Oh, here's the next episode. Next episode is on April 2nd. Rehearsal. And then the third episode, April 9th, Connor's Wedding. So it's going to get dicey. It's going to get messy. And um, I'm, I'm all here for it. And uh, let's bestow, a, you know, our sandwiches and our drinks, which I did. Uh, for Succession Season 4, it's going to get bloody. Unpleasant dreams. Unpleasant dreams.